The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're here this week with our co-host Tim Swartz, talking to someone who's new to the show, Ken Goodsward. And we learn here that you have an expertise in industrial robotics software engineering and data design do you ever get into ai at all not really i, I mean i did a little bit uh, way back probably uh, close to 20 years ago by now but um you know things have come a long way since then recently i've uh, dipped my thumbs into the pie of you know the ai art generation and uh, text generation but i'm not really uh, super into it but robotics sounds interesting. We're not talking about, like, yeah. Gort or something, are we? Well, it was more of an industrial, uh, like, sawmill applications. So they don't look like what you would think of at, when you hear the word robot, but they are computers with arms and saw blades, usually, um, and other appendages doing, doing things that uh, are very dangerous if you get in their way. Um, so... I had a, a rather short career in that industry, but it was uh, it was quite interesting. So how did you get involved in the wacky world of the paranormal, particularly UFOs? That was mainly due to uh, becoming addicted to the TV series Ancient Aliens and then starting to uh, kind of, I guess, fact check some of the things they were saying and... Um, to my surprise, I find that some of those fact checks uh, revealed that these guys weren't completely crazy. Uh, and there was actually some uh, some good indications that maybe this whole ancient alien theory ha- has some merit. Um, so I dug into that uh, pretty extensively um, uh, with my first book, UFOs in the Bible, and, um, I mean, it's not my first book. I had written books before that, but it was kind of the first one uh, of that, that got me into the ufology side of things. And uh, really, it came down to, uh, it, it was kind of fun because I got to use um, some of the uh, skills that I learned in Bible college uh, and, and had kind of languished for 30 years or 40 years. And I was able to start applying some Hebrew exegesis and uh, getting into a lot of cross-referencing of um, Hebrew texts 
uh, in the Old Testament. And um, what I found was uh, that um, there, there were guys like Eric Von Daniken and, um, and such who were basically saying that, uh, you know, when people saw these strange things in the Bible that we uh, generally think of as angelic experiences or some kind of divine um, presence or, or whatever, however we think of it, a lot of times they seem to actually be flying saucers of some kind. Um, as I began to research that and dig into it, well, um, there, you know, I, I think the case that they're making is a strong one um, when you go into the Hebrew uh, texts and read behind the normal interpretations that we're used to reading, if, if one does read the Bible, um, because the, the English translations of the Bible are very full of um, kind of unsubstantiated translated, translated words. Um, uh, so just as a couple of quick examples, we may be familiar with the word cherubim, and seraphim, which we generally think of as um, different categories of angels. But in the Bible, they are not represented as angels at all. Um, they are actually described by eyewitnesses in eyewitness accounts, which actually read very similar to uh, a journal entry, uh, because it, it generally says, you know, it was this date, and I was standing by this river, and I looked in the sky and I saw this. Uh, these are the types of eyewitness accounts that we're seeing uh, throughout the Old Testament, uh, particularly. Um, and then they go on to describe what it is that they saw. And um, almost without fail, it is a metallic object floating in the sky. Um, many times it communicates to them but not always. Um, and almost always there's fire and loud sounds. Um, like it sounds like a rocket, um, which is a little bit different from kind of the UFOs that we think of, because a lot of times they're silent. Um, but there's a lot of, there's enough similarities that, uh, it really makes one wonder. So, um, it was enough to really pique my interest. And I ended up writing that book, uh, which examines, I believe it's like 45 separate cases in the Bible uh, that that appear to be uh, possible UFO sightings. Now, there's been, of course, a lot of debate over the Bible and, of course, how things go either way. We had, as a matter of fact, a Hebrew scholar who joins us every so often, a guy named David Halperin, a retired professor. And his belief in UFOs is more about collective unconscious. So I guess he's suggesting here that we should accept the Bible at first blush. But the question I always have about the Bible is which version should we accept? Because it had gone oh, yeah. through modifications over the years. Right. So that's why I think it's important to dig into the Hebrew and not look at the translations. Um, uh, basically, if you're going to take it for what the Bible says, then you're, you you want to look at what the actual authors originally said. Um, they weren't speaking English, so what were they saying? Um, and 
I mean, I'm, I don't claim to be like a, uh, fluent in conversational Hebrew, uh, but there are, I've, I've studied a couple of hundred, uh, Hebrew words in, in depth. And, um, basically, uh, like using a more etymological approach in terms of what is this word and what is the root word? And then where do we find that, that root word, uh, being used? And um, by using tools like Strong's Concordance, um, we can get a pretty good sense of what this word means. And uh, it's astonishing how many um, occurrences I came across where this is a regular word that appears to be used um, in many like in many places throughout the Bible. Um, but in this particular verse, the translators went ahead and gave it a completely different meaning. Um, for I don't know why, uh, because there doesn't seem to be any, uh, like any substantial reason for doing that other than simply, uh, they wanted to, or they had some kind of agenda or they were trying to hide something. Um, one really good example of that is the story of the burning bush, uh, which is kind of, uh, Moses's origin story. Um, in the story, I mean, we probably all know the story. There, Disney made a movie about it and everything. So, um, basically, Moses is in the desert and he supposedly sees a bush that's on fire, but it doesn't burn up. Well, if you go back into that text and you look at the words in Hebrew, um, there is no bush in this story. And it's not because the Hebrews don't have a word for bush. They do. They have a couple of different words for bush. Um, which you can uh, cross-reference through your, your concordance. And every time in the Bible where there is a bush or a tree or a plant, uh, it's always these other words. The word that they use in this particular verse is not one of those words that means bush. Before we search for bushes, maybe trees, okay. maybe plants, we've got... Ken, we've got Tim, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus.
If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. I need to file my tax return right the first time. How can I be sure to do that? Doing your taxes yourself? Using e-file is the best way to file an accurate tax return. Mistakes can delay your refund, so spend an extra few minutes making sure you can file an accurate return the first time around. Avoid common errors by spelling all names correctly and using correct Social Security numbers. Double-check your bank account numbers for direct deposit and double-check your math, too. Oh, yeah, don't forget to sign and date your return. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNLoans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNLoans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNLoans.com. That's GCNLoans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Ken Goodsword joining us. And we're talking here before we get to before Roswell. This is way before Roswell when we talk about UFOs in the Bible, as far back as you can get. Now, I've always been fascinated, as many people have, about the possibilities of ancient astronauts and how we would perceive visitors from outer space a couple of thousand years ago. Reminds me sometimes of the TV show 
Stargate SG One, of course, the movie Stargate, where that's of course what it's all about. Except, of course, there the aliens came here in a spaceship and sometimes in a Stargate. Never really makes sense which one. Yeah. Well, why not both, right? I mean, we have cars, but we also have our airplanes. So. Yeah, alternate methods of transportation. Yeah, yeah that, is, sure. that is quite interesting. I don't know one way or the other if we'll ever know what happened then unless we invent time machines. Yeah, well, it is problematic because it's a very long time ago. Um, I mean, we just were mentioning some of the instances from the Bible, uh, which date back to, you know, three or almost 4,000 years ago, some of these instances. Um, but it goes back farther than that. Uh, because uh, we have records that you know, we talk about these a little bit in, in our book uh, before Roswell, um, but there's um, documented cases of UFO um, sightings before the Bible was written even um, in, uh, in all over the world, um, including in China, um, Peru, uh, India, um, and even in Australia. Um, and some of these records go back um, 10... 20, even 50,000 years uh, where you have stories that um, the best we can figure out are like very, very ancient. Um, and we, we don't necessarily have as good a records as we wish we would have or, or we would like to have. Uh, but nevertheless, the records that we do have, um, I think it's a little bit uh, foolish to ignore them. And, this is a field where um, there's a, a lot of data, like a ton of data, too much data. Um, in fact, that's why uh, our book is called Before Roswell, uh, because we had to cut it off somewhere. We, there's no possible way you can write a book on every documented UFO sighting. Um, I don't even know if you could fit them all into a single database. Hey, we've got her. So much information, it might not even fit into a single database. And, and we currently have... Um, multiple uh, databases worldwide of different organizations that are tracking this data. Um, so you've got MUFON, uh, which is the Mutual UFO, um, I can't remember what the N stands for. Um, mutual and, mutual uh, UFO Network. It used to be when it was started out right. back in 1969 as Midwest UFO Network. And they realized that doesn't sound cool when you want to be a national <laughs> or, or international organization. Why limit yourself to the Midwest? But there you go. Right. Oh, yeah, there are a bunch, so, bunch of groups, but MUFON probably is the largest one now. Yeah, and, and they're doing fabulous work, and they're tracking um, tons of sightings. Like, I know in, in Canada, where I am, uh, our average in a, in a normal year, we average around 1,000 UFO sightings. Um, and this is, this is uh, like a Canada, uh, in Canada, it's, uh, it's mostly ha inhabited by forests and moose. So those guys, those mooses aren't making uh, these uh, reports. It's, it only, these are only the ones that come from the areas that happen to have people in them. Have you explored the work of Chris Rutkowski? Yeah, yeah, and he's, uh, he's done a, a really great job of um, tabulating and, and collecting a lot of this work, too. Uh, for a long time, he was um, sort of an unofficial uh, government resource, uh, where really anytime the the official um, 
like any any army or police or anything like that in Canada, uh, any type of those reports would basically just go to this one guy who was doing it as a hobby. Um, and so Chris Rutkowski, you know, was really the guy who who uh, who started any kind of ufology in Canada. Um, and he used to travel around and, and check out um, tons of uh, these sightings himself and go go around and um, interview people. But of course, the country's huge, so uh, you know that's probably not well, sustainable in the long term. Um, and I know that uh, I think he might be semi-retired right now. I can't remember exactly what uh, what the current deal is. Um, but yeah, in, in many countries, they have a similar setup. Um, I know in South America, I believe it's Chile, uh, which has like a, a super intense government-funded, um, like very official, like I, I think it's like kind of um, almost like their NASA is, and they're really into um, capturing uh, all kinds of UFO sightings. Let's go back to the ancient astronauts thing for a moment. How do we correlate that with current UFO sightings, or can we? Possibly they were separate phenomena. Well, um, I mean, from from our research, at least from in my opinion, um, they appear to be substantially um, similar in terms of what type of uh, objects are, are being seen. Um, there are uh, there are only a very small handful of different um, like differences in terms of the attributes that are being reported. So whether we're talking about shape, uh, color, size, um, brightness, and and motion, activity, kind of thing, um, UFOs do a certain type, uh, like a, a certain limited number of uh, of, of things. So. In terms of, um, let, let's look at uh, shape. That's kind of the easiest. You know, there's saucers, there's spheres, uh, there's um, cigar-shaped UFOs, um, and those are sort of the three main ones. There's a few others. What about yeah. triangles? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, occasionally there are triangles, and one of the um, most obvious examples there is the Phoenix Lights, uh, which uh, it appears to be a triangle, triangular form. Um, I, I recently got the book, and I haven't had a chance to read that one yet. Um, but uh, from from the information that I've seen around that, um, you know, is it was it a gigantic uh, triangle shaped ship, uh, or was it smaller ships flying in formation? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, and, and maybe the witnesses uh, may or may not all agree on that, uh, but they do agree on the, the fact that it's a, there was this triangle triangular shape. Hey, we're going um, to break briefly here. We're joined by Barbara D. Long, who worked with Ken on the Before Roswell book. So we'll learn a lot more in our next segment with Gene and Tim and Barbara and Ken, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. This is a USA News update. At least two people are dead as flooding intensifies in California. Thousands are under evacuation orders and several communities remain isolated by high water. Storms from an atmospheric river are forecast to continue into the week. The White House is denying reports President Biden has approved a controversial oil drilling project in Alaska. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says no final decision has been made. Two high-profile GOP hopefuls are visiting the early caucus state of Iowa. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are both making the rounds. Four astronauts are back on Earth after leaving the International Space Station. Their SpaceX Dragon capsule splashed down off Florida's coast Saturday evening. I'm Karen Sloan, USA News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR. 
DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We continue. On this week's episode, we're talking with Barbara DeLong and Ken Goodsword. We were talking to Ken, first of all, about his exploration to ancient astronauts and such. But now that Barbara's joined us, Barbara, how did you get involved in chasing the flying saucers, as they say? Well, they chased me, actually. One landed on my campus in uh, 1966, and that started my adventure with them. It was I was in school, and uh, it was after 11 o'clock at night, and we heard an announcement on the radio, and this was during the time when J.L. and Hynek was in Michigan calling everything swamp gas, including Mexican dinners. And so it, it was, you know, it was something that was happening around us that we knew about, we heard. But um, when we heard on the radio that they had closed all of the three airports in the area, uh, two public and one military, you know, we all kind of rushed to the windows, and we heard police cars coming down the streets with their sirens blaring, and it was it was really quite exciting. And we heard we could hear we had the windows open, obviously, and you could hear the radio saying, "We're going to turn the stadium lights on to get a better look." And we saw the glow in the in the sky. There was a building between me and the baseball field where it landed, and we saw the glow, and then we saw this saucer shape rise up and swoop over us. Of course, at that moment, everything went into slow motion, so it probably happened a lot faster than I remember it, but it felt like it hovered over my dorm, and um, it was probably, I don't know, three or 400 feet above me, but it still blocked out the sky, and then it went, and it was gone. There was no noise. There was no air displacement. There was nothing except this bright light that, that was in the sky. And as we watched it, um, we could see that that light went to a brighter light that was in the sky, along with a lot of other little lights that were like what we saw. And um, at that point, of course, pandemonium broke out. Some people were running and screaming. Several went to try to get out the window, though I don't know why. And um, many people hid in closets and were crying. It was it was really quite bizarre. And um, the girl who, who was standing right next to me did not see it, but I did. It was really a, a very unusual situation. I tried calling home, and at that time you had to use a, a pay phone and reverse the charges, and before the operator would even put me through, she asked if I was on the Eastern Michigan campus and had I seen it. And I had, to, I had to tell her the whole story before I could put the call into my mother. The next day, well, no, later that evening at, when midnight rolled around, 
um, we were waiting to hear what they were going to say on the news, and they said nothing. And yet police officers were uh, patrolling the campus in pairs with uh, German shepherds the whole rest of the evening. Uh, there was, there was, to my knowledge, there was no reporting of it in the local newspapers for sure. Apparently, elsewhere there were reports of it, but I didn't see any of them. And the only report I ever saw, uh, I was in Michigan. My mother lived in um, Westchester in uh, New York, and the local newspaper printed my sighting because my mother knew the publisher. But that was the only um, report of it that, that I ever saw. And that was, it changed me for the rest of my life. It, it set me on a, on a pathway of what else is there. There's more out there. I got into the metaphysical. And, and so since 1966 to this day, um, this has been a story I have told. And happily, I am no longer asked how much had I had to drink that night. That seems to be the go-to, isn't it, <laughs> when people oh, yeah. report seeing a UFO? It was, I mean, I lived with that for a very long time. And uh, it was, uh, and then about 10, 11 years ago, Eugene Botha, who from South Africa, who did documentaries. Um, so, anyhow, Eugene Botha was doing a, um, a documentary on UFOs, and... Uh, Patrick Cook, my late husband, and I were in the documentary on UFOs, which was kind of exciting. So every time I turn around, I seem to find the UFOs coming back at me in one way or another, even though it's not necessarily my, my primary source of uh, investigation and practice. But UFOs definitely um, have been chasing me for how many years? 40, 50, 60 years now. Here well, I, I am again. You know, Barbara, I, th I think that like yourself, the, the whole UFO flap that time in Michigan also uh, changed the country's perception oh, yeah. of, of, of UFOs because you had the whole whole thing with Jayon Heineck suggesting that it could be uh, uh, swamp gas that okay. people were seeing. And and of course, everybody like you just right now, everybody laughed at that. But people were well, still laughing at people were still laughing, though, at people like yourself who then reported seeing the UFOs. Yeah, it was it was really quite unusual. And I think one thing that that almost every person who sees a UFO goes through and, you know, can can may feel the same way that that. You talk. You have to talk about it. You're compelled to talk about it. And even though you know people are going to think you're crazy or you've been out drinking, you still have to tell the story. It's almost like you're. You're. It's. It's a compulsion. And it's. You know, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've told the story and people have looked at me like, you know, sure, <laughs> of course you did, but it's. It's. It has definitely changed my life and shifted my focus to the fact that it's, there's, there's something out there. There's more than just us here. Uh, it's beyond the earth. We aren't the only ones here. There are, I mean, it, it's just it's a knowingness that there's something else there. 
and that it's important to acknowledge it because unless we acknowledge it, we can't go further and experience what more there is. I want to ask that question about that last sentence here about knowing what's going on. Now, if you get communication with, say, higher beings, UFO entities, etc., how would one know that they were even telling you the truth? Um, well, if, if it was telepathic communication, you would either know it is or not. Excuse me, Barbara. Hate to interrupt. Just because an entity or being can communicate telepathically doesn't mean what they tell you is true. That's true. That's very true. But there is a knowingness that I think you have. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't do a lot of telepathic work, so I'm not an expert in this field, but I do do a lot of um, channeling. I do a lot of higher consciousness work, and when you get into that level of communication, there is a knowingness you have. I mean, you can get a telephone call from a good friend and you trust it. You can get a telephone call from a robot and know it's a robot. You can get a telephone call from um, a spam and you know it's spam. You know it's spam. But, you know, there is a knowingness you have on, on many different levels. And I do believe that, that there are people that think they are communicating with higher levels of intelligence, but they're not. And I think my, my way of being able to, one of the ways I use is if something is of a spiritual nature, if something is an authentic nature, it's going to give you philosophy. It's not going to tell you what to do. All right. We'll go into this in our next segment again. We've got a lot more to talk about, especially that book before Roswell. We have Barbara D. Long, and we have Ken Goodsword with Gene, and with Tim, you're in The Pettercast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com.
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. You ever get the feeling that the world is being held together with duct tape? Every day we're thrown some new meaningless drama in the fake news to distract us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, military conflicts, the disintegration of our most trusted institutions, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. You can trust my Patriot Supply. Our emergency food kits come packed with tasty meals averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Self-reliance is the only alternative to government food lines. Time is running out. Become ungovernable. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save on dozens of different emergency food kits while you can. These kits are in stock, ship fast, and arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So forgive me if I interrupt you, but we're just trying to probe this. Okay, so you feel that whatever is communicating with you is telling the truth, Therefore, you're taking your instincts as being completely foolproof. Okay, I have to. I have to trip outside of UFO into spiritual stuff. Um, I know that that when you get to levels of higher consciousness, there is an authenticity. There is a spiritual feel to it. 
so that so that for instance if i telepathically got something that said you know you you have to um stay away from all people who have blue eyes because they're evil i i would know that's not true if i got a message that said you know pay attention to the energy of the people around you are exuding and determine where you want to put your energy to be comfortable that's more of a philosophy and every and with the channeling that i do and with the work that i do there is an authenticity there is a feeling of comfort there is a feeling of truth and i've been approached by a lot of different people i mean even benjamin krem who who's talking about the second coming of christ and i won't even have him on the show cuz there's not that feeling that goes with his work okay so basically so, it's a gut feeling that yeah. what someone says is true have you ever been fooled no no never and i think that sometimes people believe they're hearing something and they're not there's a uh, a a short circuit someplace in them and they want so badly to hear something they make it happen inside of themselves but in reality it's not really happening so you don't believe then in the possibility that maybe there's some mind control going on here where they're convincing you to believe they are who they claim to be but you can't really know for sure that you're not being fooled and lulled into a sense of security I have not experienced that. I know that um that there are I I know that electronically governments are using all sorts of ways to try to um control the environment and the people and you can tell. You can tell when that's going on. Have you ever been to a casino? On rare occasions. I have this budget of $20. <laughs> that I spend as soon as the $20 are used up on the slot machines okay. I'm out of there I never got into So you don't you're not there sure. for long. Um, uh, as long as it takes hear, to get rid of $20. That's that's parking. That's about um, 5 minutes for me. Yeah. I'm more conservative. I use the cheap slot machines. Okay. The penny ones. Okay. Have you heard the harmonic that is broadcast? Say what? There's a harmonic that is broadcast in every casino that loves the consciousness. All right, there's a harmonic. This like subliminal yep. advertising? Um it's it's more of a harmonic. It's more like a hum on on a certain frequency. I must be deaf, my wife must be deaf, my sister-in-law must be deaf, my son and his no. friends must be deaf. We've never heard of any such thing. It's I went to both casinos that were in Connecticut. Same harmonic was played in both of them. So, um check it out. It is it is one way of calming everybody there so that they're just very relaxed and they they suddenly kick back and they enjoy putting all their money in the slot machines. I got a headache. <laughs> So um I think that there is there there are frequencies that we are attuned to. I think that the people who are into meditation and raising consciousness and all of that kind of stuff have raised their consciousnesses and their vibrations so that they hear those things and they're there. Look at the Havana headaches that that people got. 
that was electronically sent to them that, that was caught giving their uh, they had headaches and I, I think some people had some brain damage from it you know so they're it, still it, investigating the Havana syndrome I mean there are uh-huh. ways out there to send uh-huh. beams that could harm somebody but that is Absolutely. not related to giving you a sense of security by sending harmonics in a casino. I looked that up and I couldn't find any back reference to it. Where can I look for some documentation on that? I have no idea. All I know is I heard it. Okay, but you don't know then if anybody else hears it. I, you know, thought of getting a group of people together to go to the casino to see if anybody else heard it or not, but I couldn't convince anybody that that's what, you know, I didn't want to tell them what I was looking for. I wanted to see if they they heard it. Uh, it, it, I'm telling you, it was there, and I don't, I don't hear things. So, uh, from a completely different perspective, uh, because I've never heard anything like this, and um, I, I'm admit I'm a little skeptical about it. But I do know that um, I used to work in a building where there was um, those uh, fluorescent tubes for lighting, and um, those things gave me such. Uh, a headache at the worst of days it turned into a headache uh, but even on the best of days it was um just a really sore just tension muscle tension uh in and around my eyes and my face and my just i would just feel terrible uh just from working in this building because of that, that lighting and and i think that probably many of your um listeners will can relate to that uh that lighting sucks um so, and in another experience that I had, um, again, this was more of like a spiritual thing. Uh, a group of us would, would go into a, into a building or into a location, and we would just kind of feel. So it's not, we weren't hearing anything, we didn't see anything, but there was some kind of sense that we were just sort of trying to get a sense of the atmosphere of the building. Um, and I'm and I'm not talking about a physical, like chemical um, atmosphere, but just like what's happening in this building spiritually, I suppose you could say. And um, it's certainly not like a, a cut and dry science, um, but it was a little bit um, remarkable that there was, if if we jotted down our impressions and then left and compared the impressions afterwards. Uh, there was a remarkable parallelism. So somehow uh, we were a, a lot, most of us were writing down the same thing, the same impression, uh, whether it was just a word or a phrase or whatever. Um, so I think that there is some uh, some way of, of picking up information that is still beyond something that we can really identify or, or what's going on. And, and this is probably uh, what comes into play with other types of paranormal paranormal investigation, um, such as you know uh, ghost hunting and, and that kind of thing. Like, what is it that they're doing? They seem to be doing something. Well, of course, you know, when it comes when it comes to fluorescent lights, I remember occasionally visiting places where you could hear this vibration. In connection with them. Usually, though, I would think that happens mostly when there's a problem with the 
equipment that's used, maybe the power supply or something, is giving off a sound because it's rather irritating. I don't know. Timmy, you were about to say something? Yeah, if you uh, go to YouTube and uh, search for, let me make sure I pronounce this correctly, it's uh, called Binaural Beats. And there are just all kinds of, of videos that use music that uh, supposedly has these harmonics embedded with this music at uh, uh, various frequencies. Each frequency is supposed to be, you know, uh, one is relaxing, one will help you sleep, one is energizing, whatever. I mean, you know, there's, there's some also that, you know, supposedly, you know, will grant your wishes. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I think this. I think the serious ones are you know, let go of stress, anxiety, worry, fear. A lot of them are on the uh, what is it, the uh, uh, three hundred and ninety-six uh, hertz range. So, if you, if, yeah. If you look into solfeggio music, S O U L F I G G I O music, it has to do with frequencies, and it originated with. The monastic monks in their um, in their chanting, and they found that different frequencies trigger different aspects within the mind. We are, as a human being, we are an electromagnetic being. Barbara, and with Ken, and I want to start getting into the book before Roswell. With Gene and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call one 877 928-8822 that's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two month supply of either capsules or liquid Extend your life with Extendivite 
Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Jane Steinberg. And now we have Ken Goodsword and Barbara DeLong, and they've worked together on a book called Before Roswell, The Secret History of UFOs. And I'm kind of curious in general why pick Roswell, because as both of you know, we didn't know much about Roswell except for this brief story about a disc that turned out to be a balloon in Roswell, New Mexico, until the late 1970s when Stanton Friedman ran into someone who was there, one of the figures, principal figures who was there. So is that, why do you pick Roswell? Because of when it happened or what? To me, it's sort of a turning point in the cultural paradigm around the UFO phenomenon. Um, before Roswell, there were, um, you know, certainly there were actually tons of UFO sightings, uh, but they weren't really getting a lot of press. The, so in 1947, um, that was when the media became uh, A, interested, and B, involved um, in uh, reporting on UFOs. Roswell wasn't actually the first one uh, that occurred in 47, uh, but it was the one that we remember. Um, and so that, that is still very much in the public eye. It's common in the UFO field, or used to be, that we would therefore use Kenneth Arnold's sighting as the beginning of the major publicity around it on June 24th, yeah, 1947. Sure. And Roswell became a cultural meme after the 1980 book from Charles Burless and William Moore. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I, I can't disagree with that. To me, it was more of, a, of it being a catchy title and uh, a, a good way to uh, delineate that, the fact that we're looking at the earlier and ancient history of UFOs uh, rather than um, delving into the modern um, phenomenology. And I think it's also true, Ken, that we spend sometimes a little too much time dealing with the modern UFOs. If we don't have Roswell, we have Kenneth Arnold, or the UFO flap in Washington, D.C. in 1952, in fact, Kevin Randall just wrote a book about that, Levelland, Texas, Sucaro, New Mexico, things like that, just over and over again. Not that they weren't significant, but we get that point. Chicago O'Hare in the early 2000s. From the earlier history, and you're going backwards through time, I notice you, yes. you start with the war years, or World War II, I guess the ghost rockets and Foo Fighters. Yeah. What do you think in terms of before Kenneth Arnold? What do you think were the most significant cases? Um, honestly, I, I don't really have an answer for that. Um, how about Operation High Jump? That was 42? Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good one. Uh, Operation High Jump was incredible. That was Admiral Berg going to the South Pole to liberate whatever was down there, and he got attacked by, well, according to, to what, what is historically recorded, um, depending on who you think is historical, um, they, they had a confrontation and they ended their... Um, their assault on the South Pole very early, 
but according to other records, it, it was they, there was an attack of of flying vessels that came out of the water that uh, sent the ships back home with their tails behind their legs. So between their legs, so, sorry. So that was that was rather profound, I would say. Yeah, and, and I mean it's it's even possible that those uh, particular um, alien beings, if they were alien beings at all, uh, that they were possibly in league and working with the Nazis. Um, so that's that's a pretty significant event. Oh, I, I would say so. Uh, and and look at it with eighteen thirty eight, eighteen thirty nine, all of the all of the dirigibles and and all of the saucers that were um, that were reported then and. I think one of the, the last uh, reports was from um, Aurora, Texas, where um, a, a UFO crashed, and uh, they 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 thought there were six people in it, but they only found one body. And the people in Aurora had a um, had a funeral for this little person. It was very small stature. They didn't say he was a midget or anything. They just said he was a very small man. And they buried him in an unmarked grave. And, and later on, I think the government wanted to dig him up, and, and the people in Aurora wouldn't let him. It's interesting about Aurora because we had people go out there. Years ago, there was a guy named Hayden Hughes who made a really big deal of it. But I have to be honest, it looks like something the town may have created. For publicity, there's no evidence that anything actually crashed there or that any bodies were found. Okay, but put that into perspective with the rest of the sightings of that year. Uh, the year was 1897, um, oh. and there were uh, there were sightings in, um, well, let's see, in South Dakota, Nebraska, uh, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Arkansas, Texas, California, um, and also in British Columbia and Saskatchewan in Canada that all seem to be related to us. Um, it's basically, you can put all those reports together, and it, it makes a trail of sightings of a very, uh, very, similar, very similar and parallel reports that appear to be the tracking of one object flying all across the country. So oh. it would be pretty difficult for one small town in Texas to fake that. Well, not only that, Ken, but they we have an, an interview with a, a, a child. She attended the funeral. Right. So, um, so yeah, you can't, you can't fake that. I mean... You can make a claim... That you did something doesn't mean it's true. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But it's I, I appreciate of... your. I appreciate the skepticism because I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things, um, and you know that's always the case. And uh, if you if you look at any question uh, that you could think of, um, there's always going to be, uh, depending on who you ask, you're going to get one answer or the opposite answer. Um, like humans are really good at controversy, uh, and for some reason they appear to be really good at lying and making stuff up, uh, but also in maybe not 
necessarily always making um, being able to decide, uh, you know, what to believe and not. And this kind of takes us back to some of the stuff Barbara was talking about earlier. But it's it, it's not not always um, easy to determine what's true, and and especially when you start looking into paranormal uh, types of topics, um, because it's weird. And we do know that there are people out there who are uh, creating hoaxes and who are lying um, for various reasons. And I, I think these people, uh, like, my opinion of these people is very low. Uh, but nevertheless, they are there. And so how how do we deal with this knowing that there's all this misinformation and disinformation floating out there? That's a good question I want to ask you both about, which is, Obviously, you're covering well-known cases in your book, and there's no way for you to possibly fact-check each and every one, especially the farther back in history it goes, and it's a good perspective to see where they're happening. We have Barbara D. Long and Ken Goodsword, and we're talking about their book now. Before Roswell, all those earlier cases, the subtitle, The Secret History of UFOs. We're going to learn more about these old cases, and once again, how we can put a perspective on them. What level of these cases should we accept? Which ones should we dismiss? More fascinating discussion with Gene and Tim and Barbara and Ken, you're in The Bettercast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com.
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, I remember with the 1897 cases, and I wasn't alive then. Some people think I was, Ken and Barbara. I wasn't alive then. But you'd have these people coming out of the spaceship saying, I'm a scientist, and this is a new invention that the public will learn about. Eventually, of course, eventually never happened. So what's your take of all this? Ah, wow. Well, I know that I put up with 40 years of being told I was crazy until I was proven that I wasn't crazy because what I saw actually happened. Uh, I think one thing that most people... Let's face it, there are UFOs. They're unidentified flying objects. It doesn't mean there are little gray or green or purple men inside. It means they're unidentified. So UFOs do exist. What they are is another question. And it's a matter of how much proof do you need? Rendlesham Forrest, a uh, uh, lieutenant that touched the UFO and got downloaded with binary code, How could he possibly have gotten downloaded with all of that information and everything? It's a matter of what is the public going to believe? Now, the consciousness, the belief system of the public changes. And as they grow and evolve and technology creeps in, um, they begin to believe more and more and more of things that happened in the past. Heck, look at Star Trek. There are doors that open and shut, and there are little 
tricorders were, you know, amazing until how many years later when you walk into almost any grocery store, the doors open and shut for you and you have a flip phone or you, you know, so that it's a matter of what is the public comfortable with accepting. And I do believe that uh, what we have in the book are, are, for the most part, very valid accounts. I wanted to give you some information to look up after the show's over. There's a book out from George Wingfield. He's a UK UFO researcher who looked into Rendlesham Forest. And we've had a number of shows on Rendlesham over the years, okay, with John Burroughs and Nick Pope and others. Now, the book from George is called The Rendlesham Forest UFO Mystery and Project Honey Badger. And what he basically says is that Yes, something happened. There were some efforts at mind control there, which may be what that those binary signals were all about. But in general, it was just a government experiment. Ditto for the case in Texas involving Cash Landrum in the same year, around the same time. Just a, a point of reference. You might want to look into that. In any case, let us continue. That's a good point, though, because for me, uh, speaking completely just for myself here one of the reasons that i uh that i don't really venture too far into the modern ufo phenomenon is because um of sort of exactly as you're saying there is that there's uh everything is really the waters are so muddy like there's all of this um, obfuscation uh governments have been getting involved um and there are Absolutely, definitely, 100% for sure, there are black ops, um, government-funded black ops projects that touch upon at least the the edges of all sorts of paranormal uh, phenomena, whether that be UFOs or ESP or uh, mind control or hallucinogens or or whatever else. and uh, I, I have an inherent distrust of anybody who wants to be in power, uh, so therefore all government. Um, and um, I, before Roswell, we didn't really have uh, a lot of that going on, as, as far as I can tell. Um, but uh, after the government started getting involved, uh, well, when they really got involved in the Roswell case, and changed their story, and suddenly we're, we're doing obvious um, subterfuge and disinformation campaigns, um, then one has to become very skeptical of really ever, anything we hear. Um, even look at, uh, look at a guy like um, Bob, uh, Bob Lazar in, in Area 51, um, you know, I've seen him speak many times, and he seems like a very genuine and um, and very honest person. Uh, but he is, in large part, he is only able to relay what he's seen and, and what he's been told and his experience. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that Bob was hired to do a bogus job that didn't exist, and they... Uh, the the government or the army or whoever was in charge of this particular experiment, if you want to call it that, um, they hired him and they fed him the certain type of information that they wanted to feed him. Uh, maybe there was nothing to reverse engineer. 
you know, maybe this, the thing that he was working on was something that another team made in their lab. We don't know. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't put it past the government to do that kind of thing. And we also have, um, there's other cases, I can't remember uh, the specific guy's name that I'm thinking of, but there are cases where there were literally government agents who uh, have later, later came out and testified that actually their entire job was uh, to go to people um, like, like Bob, not Bob specifically, but people like him, and to give them uh, false information. Do you yeah, know Richard Dodius? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had him on the show once, and it was a trip. He is pleasant. He's personable. Oh, yeah, but you can't believe anything he says. Then, of course, we have the things done to enhance existing cases. Like with Roswell, we have the MJ-12 documents, which have been shown to be fakes, and we kind of sort of know who did it and everything, but some people continue to believe it. We had a lot of people in connection with Roswell saying they were there when they weren't, or inflated their stories. And people like Kevin D. Randall have investigated Roswell for years. And in the book Roswell in the 21st Century, which came out a few years ago, he kind of looked over the evidence all over again and found that although some stuff indicates a mysterious event occurred, a lot of it was fake. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, the, the entirety of... Okay, as a Canadian, I'm going to pick on Americans for a minute. In my view, the entirety of American culture is based on uh, a dualistic, um, basically, uh, campaign of propaganda, where it's Democrats versus Republican, both lying about different things about the same thing. Like, uh, you know, like I can't take any of it seriously. And I, I, this is sort of the same kind of thing that, that we have with the UFO phenomenon and with any kind of... Uh, you know, paranormal stuff now is that it's just gotten so muddied. Where is the truth? Well, the truth is out there, but we don't have Scully and Mulder to find it for us. <laughs> hey, Barbara, I know yeah. you want to say something. We'll have you have the chance in our next segment. Barbara DeLong, Ken Goodsword. We're looking at UFO cases before Roswell, but right now we're focusing on more recent events involving government deception, perhaps, with Gene, Tim, Ken and Barbara, you're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNLoans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNLoans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNLoans.com. That's GCNLoans.com. 
USA News Update. Former Vice President Mike Pence making his most biting comments yet about former President Donald Trump's role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. In one of his strongest rebukes of the former president, Pence said, quote, I know history will hold Donald Trump accountable. Speaking Saturday at the Gridiron Dinner, an annual black tie event in Washington, Pence said Trump was wrong for trying to prevent him from certifying the election results in 2020. I had no right to overturn the election, Pence said, and his reckless words endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol that day. Pence, who is considering a run for the Republican nomination for president in 2024, was rushed out of the Capitol by law enforcement during the attack. I'm Jerry Barmash. Three women are missing in Mexico after they crossed the U.S. border on February 24th, traveling from Texas to sell clothes at a flea market. Corey Myers, USA News. What if people always acted the same way they do when they're driving their cars? Good morning, Mrs. Blanchard. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check. Sure. I'll just get my pen Come here on, and... lady. Get a move oh, on. Goodness. Where'd you learn to bank anyway? Ooh. Whoa, don't you give me that look. It sure wouldn't be a very friendly place. What kind of candy do you want, sweetie? This. No, no, no. This. Pick something already. Come on, honey. We're holding people up. How about this kind? No. What is the matter with you people? If you're not going to do something, I am. Get out of my way. <laughs> Every Every day, drivers and their families all across the country are killed on the roadways because of road rage. Wasn't it a beautiful wedding? Oh, yes, and they make such a lovely couple. Excuse me, is this the receiving line? Yes, it is. Hey, he cut in line. I'm a friend of the bride. Do you know the Hey, now, you cut in line. Buzz off. Oh, yeah? He hit that nice man. That'll teach you to cut in line, you jerk. Stop the senselessness of road rage. It's time we all drive with the same courtesy we extend to people in the rest of our lives. A message from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Tracy Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Let's continue. Barbara, you had something to say. No, I totally agree with Ken. You know, he's. He, I think he's on target. It's a matter of people are, are, are reaching for power instead and control instead of taking care of humanity. And, and I think personally that we're we're at a place where everything almost has to be taken apart and put back together again because it's not working. The disinformation that is coming out of everywhere, I mean, even even down to voting. I'm, I live in Nashville, and when I went to vote this last time, I was given a blank piece of paper to put in the computer, and I put it in the computer, and I voted, 
I made all of my choices. The paper spit back out at me with nothing on it. And I took it to another computer to place my vote. And I said, there's nothing on this. There's, and he said, oh, don't worry. It's been impregnated. And I said, no, it hasn't been. This is not a pregnant piece of paper. This is a blank piece of paper. He said, no, no, your vote is there. And he fed it into the machine and I voted. I didn't vote. Maybe, maybe there was using some kind of impact printing situation. I'd rather not get into the politics of that. Okay, I just really okay. don't want to go there because I'm kind of fed up with listening to that. Let's move away from that. Long and short is I am certain from what you say that there was a vote on that piece of paper, even if it wasn't readily visible to you. So let's leave it at that. Okay, please. All right. Long and short is I am certain from what you say that there was a vote on that piece of paper, even if it wasn't readily visible to you. So let's leave it at that. Okay. And let's get back to our paranormal world and UFOs, okay? <laughs> Happily. But the, the fact is that people are seeing things. People are experiencing things. And I think they're afraid to come forward these days because everybody is going to say to them, you're lying or it's not true or whatever. And it gets to the point where the truth gets lost because of the fear of, of being discriminated against or, or labeled as a, a wacko. And it's very sad because there are things happening. Barbara, do you really think that's still happening as much? I mean, certainly in the early days of the modern UFO field, it was common to say when someone sees a UFO, oh, they were drunk. They have to have been drunk. As if being drunk creates hallucinations. You'd think maybe a psychedelic drug would have done it. But this was a common excuse, or you're seeing little green men. But these days, it seems there's more of an acceptance of that. There is, and, and there are people that are making a fortune out of writing books about their communication. And so you don't know. You have the true and, and the lies all mixed together. You have people like Billy Meyer, who has his, almost his entire life been communicating with extraterrestrials. He believes he's written books and I mean, some of the stuff he's written, he couldn't possibly have written because he had no education, but there it is. We've done Billy Meyer exploration already. We spent uh -huh. the early part of the PowerCast history. We have determined that very much everything he says is fake. His photos are easily duplicated and because he can't write something doesn't mean that his followers can't help him. We demonstrate pretty much conclusively that there's nothing really truthful about anything Billy Meyer says. Like I said, we investigated that very thoroughly during the first year or so of the PowerCast. We looked into his photos. We had somebody on who duplicated his photos through conventional means, kind of like the Georgia Damsky contacts of the early 50s, where it was very readily demonstrated how easy it was to fake those photos. And we're talking about the wedding cake photo with regard to uh -huh. Billy Meyer. So if people want to hear Billy Meyer... And he speaks very poor English. One of our guest co-hosts, Bob Zanotti, did an interview with him some years back, kind of helping him with his English. And we have that interview posted for our premium subscribers of the PowerCast Plus at thepowercast.plus for more info. So if you want to know what he sounds like, you can determine for yourself if he's accurate. But I really don't want to get into Billy Meyer because as far as we at the PowerCast are concerned, 
There's nothing remotely accurate in his claims. He makes predictions after the fact, for example. Why made this prediction about this? Or his followers say that. And then you look into the prediction and it came after the thing happened. There's no record of it happening before. So therefore, you want to predict something that happened yesterday and say, I predicted it? Well, I guess you can do that. But that's very much the things he did. So I kind of like to get off Billy Meyer. I would accept... To be fair, that maybe Billy Meyer had something happen to him and then told stories to inflate that. This is possibly true with George Adamski. In the 1940s, something happened to him, and he couched it in modern sci-fi terms in the early 50s. Probably after the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, with Michael Rennie as Klaatu, came out. Because he met a creature that looked like Michael Rennie with long hair in the California desert, at least he claims. So maybe we shouldn't go there. I don't want to argue about Billy Meyer, okay? I think it's important to understand that whether or not that situation was fake or not, a great deal of information from Adamski and Billy Meyer and a lot of other people, there's there's wonderful wisdom that, that has been shared. And I think that that it gets mixed up with stuff that people think is too too much of a theatrical whatever, and I can understand that. But, you know, don't throw the, throw the baby out with the water. It's hard, though, Barbara, when somebody comes up with an outlandish tale and then puts these philosophies, which may or may not have been experienced with some kind of external force, into the mouths of creatures that do not exist. Now, I have no problem with pronouncements of peace and brotherhood. The only response I make is we have higher beings saying peace, love, like Ringo Starr, but they can't do anything. I mean, look at all the problems we have in the world today. Look at the problems we have in Ukraine. How many people have died there? Hundreds of thousands of people. We have the earthquake in Turkey. If E.T. or higher beings exist, why aren't they doing something about that? I'll ask him next time I see him. Well, I, I mean, there's an obvious answer to that, and that is uh, the Gene Roddenberry example, where they're not allowed to. Right, um, but the but mere that, act of communicating with someone is interference. Yes, it is, and maybe that maybe that communication is also illegal. But maybe it's the the most that that guy thought he could get away with. I don't know. I'm a little bit playing devil's advocate here, but I I do agree with uh, kind of the you know. You ask a good question, and again, it comes back to, uh, you know, how do we know what to believe or who to believe? So let me ask you, Gene, in your opinion, is there a specific, uh, like, what's the best UFO um, sighting that that you believe or that you think is, is a really good, uh, strong indication that perhaps there is something real happening here? Well, number one, of course, we don't know what the real thing is. In my opinion, there are possibilities. I do not dismiss the possibility that we're being visited by E.T. or interdimensional travelers or time travelers, or that may be a matter of the subconscious mind creating collectively the image of a UFO like Dr. Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist, had written about in a book about UFOs many years ago, back in the 1950s. I think the Washington National Airport... In 1952, with radar visual sightings, was one of the more significant developments. Leveland, Texas, Sacaro, New Mexico, 1965. 
I think there are a large number of significant cases that have gotten lots of coverage and remain to this day unexplained. Even Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was really, really trashed because of his explanation about swamp gas in the 1960s and the Michigan sightings, came to realize there was something more going on. And I interviewed him in the 1970s, and he said to me, it was more than just extraterrestrial. There was a lot more going on that we could have understood, but then he died a few years later, and it wasn't something I could talk to him further about. We have Ken and Barbara, Gene and Tim, you're in The Barracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you ever get the feeling that the world is being held together with duct tape? Every day we're thrown some new meaningless drama in the fake news to distract us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, military conflicts, the disintegration of our most trusted institutions, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. You can trust my Patriot Supply. Our emergency food kits come packed with tasty meals, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Self-reliance is the only alternative to government food lines. Time is running out. Become ungovernable. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save on dozens of different emergency food kits while you can. These kits are in stock, ship fast, and arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks 
products I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. So now, guys, you know where I stand very briefly. Now, Barbara, I get the impression you think most of this is from E.T., right? Most of what is from E.T.? UFOs. Uh, No. Frankly, I mean, if if you really want to know what I think, I I think that a lot of it is... um, a lot of what we see in the sky are our own things, whether they're Japanese or Chinese or Russian or German or U.S. I think a lot of what you see that, that we label as E.T. stuff is, is really our own stuff. But I do think that there is the element of, you see, I, I believe there's so much research being done that the general public is not have, have access to so that you never know exactly where we leave off and and something else begins. I believe that the things that a lot of the things that we see have to do with with the evolution of humanity. A lot of the the cave drawings and things like that. You can go back forty some thousand years and see ETs on on caves it's over in France um, and and in China. So that there has been something in the sky above us that we couldn't explain for thousands of years, so that, you know, thousands of years ago, the U.S. government had no way of developing any of this. So there's something real that is at the very foundation of all this. Now, I don't know what's out there today. I think that there may even be time travel to some extent. As far as ET's extraterrestrials, I'm not real sure that that I buy them. I, I think that there are drones that may be checking us out, but I'm, I, I don't, you know, it, it's sort of like a lot of things. It, it, I'm in a place where if I meet one and they can show me their license and prove where they come from, I'll, I'll believe it. But until then, I think that here on this planet that we are responsible for most of what's going on. Of course, you can't read Klingon, so how do you know it's real? But seriously speaking, what about people 
who claim to channel higher beings. Who and what are they? What about people who claim to receive telepathic communications? What are they talking to? Well, if you go into higher consciousness and super consciousness, they could be tapping into cosmic, uh, cosmic information. And in cosmic information, there may well be uh, extraterrestrials. We're not the only beings in, in the universe. We just can't possibly be the only ones. And, you know, there are some that say that, that the human, humanoid physicality is something that um, has developed in a lot of other places as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get into the spiritual stuff. We all have a spirit inside of us that is etheric, that has no shape or form. And it can live in an av- avatar of, of any shape. But I, I do believe that people who are, quote-unquote, channeling, are tapping into a super consciousness, a higher consciousness, and they're bringing basically information through, in my opinion, that is... Uh, of a philosophical and loving nature and has great validity for anybody who is on a spiritual pathway. So we are talking about a universal consciousness here? Yes. So some of us can tap into this, and again, how do you know the messages are accurate? You say you feel it being accurate, but then we can get into mind control and we wonder how someone's acceptance of something can be manipulated in that way. What about the theories that we're living in a simulation? Maybe this is a computer game. And when (laughs) weird things happen, it's a defect in the software. Well, you really want to go into that? You should talk to Joseph Silby. Joseph Silby thinks that uh, we have one foot in a three-dimensional world and one foot in in um, in a physical reality. And that the Earth plane and and the existence we have is all a holographic projection from the second dimension. But that has nothing to do with ETs. How do we define dimensions here? Well, it has to do with um, perception. It has to do with consciousness. It has to do with, um, you know, there's, there's, there's the, this is all theoretical. It has to do with, with there's even a third, fourth, and fifth dimension. Um, it, it's frequency, it's uh, ability to let go of the physical and merge more into a spiritual realm. Uh, the second dimension, the the second dimensional world is is supposedly very much like this world, except it's brighter and it's where we go when we pass over. Right, but second dimension would indicate then there's no depth. Exactly. Everything is flat. We live in a flat land. No, it's not flat. Second dimension implies to me length and width, but no depth. It, it's an etheric realm, where there, the physicality is lighter, where there, there is, but there is no depth. We're talking a spirit that is traveling through time. You're getting really spiritual here. I mean, it, the spirit has no form. It takes on different forms in different incarnations in the third dimension of world that we're in now. It's a place to learn. It's a place to grow. So are they shapeshifters? Who they? You mean ETs? 
Well, whatever these etheric beings are, are they shapeshifters? Oh, no. Etheric beings is, is we're an etheric being. Our being, our spirit is in a physical body experiencing a physical reality. At death, we let go of the physical body and we go back into a spiritual realm. And then, it, and then if we choose to, we can incarnate again in another physical body, whether, whether here or in another place, another dimension or another planet. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an eternal journey. So if you can reincarnate, can you choose where this happens? Do you go back to Earth and take over the body of a young child and start going through all of this again, or what? No, no, no. You don't take over a body. You inhabit an avatar. And, and as far as you have a consciousness here in this reality that is not as great as the consciousness that you actually have. You, you are living through the avatar. And at death, you go back to the etheric realm where the totality of your spirit is, and you have, you have greater awareness of the purpose of your journey through time, if you, if you want to even call it that, so that in the consciousness that you have now, you can't say, next time I'm going to come back as a blacksmith. It, but it's when you get to the other side, it's a matter of what kind of lessons do I need to evolve to a greater extent of understanding of the oneness of all time. This is a matter of ascension, then. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you though about the images conveying ET or something going back through the centuries. One UFO, as a matter of fact, sci-fi writer too wrote back in the 50s and 60s that the flying saucers were here to make us think, which would be, I guess, another way of talking about expanding our consciousness or discovering more about our universe. Have you heard yeah. that phrase? Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. They're, they're, they're not interfering with us, from what I can tell. They are, they are telling us there's something more. They are telling us. They are... Stretching our our spirits, our spy, our minds to to realize that there is something more out there for them. But but it's a matter of not trying to stretch us. It, it's sort of like you don't take a, a newborn child and try to stand it on its feet. It's going to fall. But if if you can let it exist for a while, a long time for some children. I mean, some babies, horses. You know, as soon as they're born, they, sta they stand up. To, you know, humans, not so much. But, but what happens is, you know, we, we are seeing that there is something more, something that is beyond us out there. And there is a yearning to experience it with some people. And when they get into the place of, especially using meditation, helps you to expand your consciousness to a point where you can stretch that far. But it's work. It's a muscle. But you're not the physical body. You're the spirit inside the body. And that old saying, and I forget who said it, you know, you're, you have to remember you're not a human on a spiritual journey, but a spirit on a human journey. We've got more with Barbara and Ken and Jean and Tim. And we're going to expose more of the book to your listeners about 
before Roswell, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Welcome back to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Barbara DeLong, Ken Goodsford, let's explore this journey before Roswell. What do you think, and you have a lot in the book, were the most significant sightings we need to understand about? Well, I can tell you what my favorite bit of trivia is. Do you know who the first human to shoot down a UFO was? Tell us. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Go for it. Tell us. It was the Red Baron, and it's documented. And um, they interviewed somebody that was there. It was the, the German Red Baron. He shot down a UFO. It crashed, uh, I think, uh, by, by a woods, and the pilot got out and ran into the woods. But he is the first documented person to actually shoot down a UFO. Yeah, that's in the book. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I have no reason to disbelieve that story because, uh, like, this was prior to the the government getting their fingers involved. And um, it's it seems to be just a one person's account of what he saw, which, to me, I, I lean towards um, the, the side of credibility 
when it comes down to an eyewitness testimony. Well, how about the Fatima one? Um, there was a, I, I can't remember which of the appearances, but wasn't there a silver disc at, at one of the Fatima? Um, yeah. Uh, in 1917, I believe it was 1917. Um, yeah. And there was, uh, this was a really weird event because, um, well, firstly, there's there's some other things going on around it uh, that that sort of comes into play now and then um, across parano- paranormal phenomenon, uh, but is not um, typically one of the components of, of UFOs. Um, and what that by that I'm referring to like a prophetic element. Um, now you do see this as well in the Mothman prophecies, um, and probably in other ones that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but with with Fatima, uh, essentially there was some children who had um, what you might call a religious experience, where they, in their minds, they saw, or somehow they they claim that they saw, and I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, they saw the Virgin Mary, and she told them, uh, basically, long story short, she told them, I'm going to come back in uh, whatever, however long it was, a month later or something like that, and uh, you guys should should meet me in uh, the town of Fatima. Well, word got out, and um, uh, on the day of, when Mary was supposed to arrive, there was, I think it was something like 10,000 um, tourists had come to the city because they wanted to see the Virgin Mary. And um, did the Virgin Mary appear? Well, something appeared. Um, it didn't look like a woman. Um, so it's it's a very strange story. And the eyewitness testimonies, of which there are uh, numerous uh, recordings, like in terms of uh, paper, or, uh, newspaper interviews and whatnot, um, a lot of people were, were interviewed by the press, and um, their stories are similar, but not all exactly the same. So it's it's quite odd, where, again, it's sort of like Barbara's experience at college, where the person standing beside her didn't see it, um, and, and yet a whole bunch of people did see it. Uh, but in, in the case of Fatima, they, they all, most people said that they saw something, um, but the way that they described it was made you wonder if they were seeing the same thing. Uh, maybe it was the same thing, but they are just using different um, metaphors to describe it or whatever. Uh, but in most of the, like, if you kind of glom, gloss all those accounts together, there seemed to be some kind of shining uh, object in the sky. And that's kind of all that I can say about it. Um, in terms of what it was, well, I don't know. And it doesn't exactly match with uh, most of the other um, sightings that, that we investigated in our book, which generally have that metallic um, attribute. Uh, and a lot of times, well, there's a, there are some things that are similar because all the... I mean, it's glowing. It's a bright object, which is um, very often the case across uh, the, his- the entire history of UFOs. Well, I can think of two sightings that that you know were were really profound. One is the Phoenix Light, and Lynn Katai has brilliantly 
reported on that one. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's sort of like you, you can't question it because so many people saw it. And, and then, of course, the Battle of Los Angeles, again, you know, thousands of people saw it. So, like, like I said before, there are UFOs. There are flying, flying things in the sky that you have no, no explanation for what they are. They're silent in a lot of cases. There's no, there's no, there's no air displacement or anything like that. And yet, there's no explanation for it. I think the one thing that is that is now now the Battle of Los Angeles happened during wartime, so I understand why they fought it, why they sent planes up and stuff. But the reality is, we tend to attack things before we know what they are, or who they are, and today you have to, because otherwise it could kill you. So that we we have a society where. When something is strange, let's destroy it because we don't have time to see if it's peaceful or not. And if I was if I was a UFO, I wouldn't want to come down here either because we tend to kill things we don't understand. Now, be they good or be they bad, there has to be a better way of communicating with them because, frankly, if they just landed on on you know the the town green, the first inclination would be to control it to take it into custody and to interrogate it rather than try to talk to it. The Fatima uh, uh, case is, is really interesting to me because the uh, initial experience that the children had uh, with the woman, as they initially called her, um, she didn't look anything like the uh, uh, traditional uh, 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 perception of of the Virgin Mary, uh, she was described as as being kind of short and wearing an all white kind of of modern looking outfit, and then wearing uh, uh, some kind of 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 hat. And her description sounds an awful lot like some of the um, Space Brother accounts. <laughs> from the uh, uh, from the 1950s, and it wasn't until later when the children had another experience with this being, and they started, uh, uh, you know, asking her if if she was the Virgin Mary. Then whatever you know this woman was started to take on that persona, and we see that throughout UFO history that uh, our our belief systems seems to play a major part uh, um, uh, with this phenomena. You know, if you go into it looking for angels and demons, then you're going to find angels and demons. You, know, you go into it looking for E.T., you'll find E.T. Well, isn't that the case usually, that, that when something unusual that has never happened before, the only way you can describe it is from your frame of reference? Exactly. You know, it's 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 like uh, uh, whatever it was that happened at Roswell. You know, we do, we now know from uh, a lot of the uh, uh, um, internal memos that that managed to to survive the purge. That um, you know the the military wasn't even considering you know extraterrestrials or, or flying saucers. I mean that sense. 
you know, something people thought about. Instead, they were worried that they were looking at maybe something from the Soviet Union or, you know, a, a, a Nazi secret weapon of some kind. We'll look into what those possibilities and more with Barbara, Jean, Ken and Tim, you're in the podcast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So let me ask you just quickly, Tim, do you think that Roswell may have been just an experiment gone bad rather than a balloon or a spaceship? Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know that's that's one of those things that, you know, right now, as Ken had said earlier, you know, the waters have been muddied so much, you know, you, you can't tell just exactly what went on. I mean, I do say, think something unusual happened. I mean, you have, you know, Jesse Marcel Jr., who is very familiar with uh, aircraft and other stuff and balloons that were going on in that time, and he was flummoxed by the material that he found. Now, I'm not talking about the you know the you know, alleged bodies that that wasn't even written about until years and years later, but there was unusual material found that seemed to confound uh, a, a lot of the people at that time. Anyone can take over here, guys. Ken. Yeah, I guess. Well, actually, I, I would like to go back to one thing. You mentioned um, uh, Carl Jung earlier. And, um, you know, it's true that he, he did write a, a number of papers and articles during his period when he was investigating uh, UFOs as a phenomenon. And, of course, um, Jung being the quintessential phenomenal, phenomenologist, his real interest was not so much what is it or what is going on, uh, but his his real interest was the psychological aspects of what may or may not be going on. And so he was really asking the question, what did people see? What did people perceive? And see isn't even the right word. What What are people perceiving and what meaning are they assigning to it? He wrestled with these questions for a number of years, and um, I, I mean, it wasn't certainly was never his his um, full time focus or anything, but it was sort of a side project of his for for a long time. And um, what most people don't know, and I believe that this is true. I, I again, there's an element of is is this false or or true information? Uh, but the information that I have come across in terms of uh, investigating what what conclusion Young actually came to, was that um, near the end of his career or his life, I don't remember if it was a, wasn't a deathbed confession or anything like that, but, uh, but later on, after he had already written some material on what are UFOs and really not coming up with an answer, um, he later on, uh, in a private letter to a friend, basically said, you know, I have to admit, there's something actual and physical and real 
uh, you cannot explain this phenomenon purely in psychological terms, um, which was sort of what he was trying to be uh, earlier. I mean, he's a psychologist, of course. That's that's his field of expertise. Uh, but he uh, he eventually, it seems, was forced to conclude that there was a physical reality to these objects that were in the sky, and it was not purely a perceptual. Um, some of the language he had used earlier was like, um, you know, a manifestation of an archetype, which. I mean, what does that mean? Huh, you know, ideas are great. You know, an archetype is, a, is essentially an idea. Uh, but those ideas don't just become a physical object. Well, they do, in a way, if you look at uh, the human imagination and how that leads to invention and technology. Um, but in terms of simply manifesting, because somebody thinks they see something, that's not something that I've ever seen happen, uh, or or that I I'm not convinced that that's something that's even uh, a possibility. I don't know. I mean, I I I look at how the UFO phenomena has evolved over the years, and you know your uh, your book is a really great example of a lot of these older cases. I mean, you know, going back. Uh, uh, hundreds of years where uh, uh, sometimes the reports would, I mean, they were just, you know, very basic, you know, a, a, a fiery shield in the sky, that sort of things. Uh, but then there are reports where people seem to put in their own perspective, ideas onto it. And, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, we see that, Today, where the popular idea is that uh, UFOs are extraterrestrial spacecraft, and uh, and I think that's what people are expecting. So you know, is is the phenomena exactly as we're seeing it, or somehow, or you know, like like Young Baby was suggesting, are we able to manipulate it and give it a reality of its own? I was just going to say, look at the the tomb cover in Fakal. You know, uh, it, they're calling it an astronaut um, because that's what we're interpreting it as from from our perspective. But you know, you have a point that that all we have to use as a reference point is our own experience, and we may be seeing things that are beyond our experience. And ergo, and ergo, have no way of really accurately describing what we're seeing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, honestly, I don't think that the that the tomb Bacall, uh, the sarcophagi lid of, of King Bacall in uh, Mesoamerica, I don't see that as um, a particularly um, great example. Um, in terms of, you know, it looks cool when you see it on TV, uh, but, um, you know, is it, is it that, is that claim, um, does it really have very much basis? And in my opinion, that's, uh, one of the weaker examples that, uh, that I can think of that, that is typically used, uh, in, to support ancient alien theory. Um, 
However, uh, I want to mention the the so-called pillar of fire um, that you, that appears in the book of Exodus. Uh, so, in in my book UFOs in the Bible, I talk about it a lot, like quite extensively, and how it ties in with the other experiences uh, of Moses and during the beginning of the Exodus. Um, so I, I won't go into all of that detail, um, but just to say that uh, the, the, the entire Israelite nation, which was several thousand people, minimal, um, some estimates have, or count them into the around 5 million range, so possibly up to 5 million people, um, and they are all not only witnessing a phenomenon, but following this thing around in the desert for 40 years. Hey, um, before we follow these things any further, we have Ken, Barber, yeah. Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. USA News Update. Three women from Texas have been reported missing in Mexico. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis gearing up for his run at the White House. The Florida governor gave a speech at a crowded casino in Davenport where he argued against what he called woke ideology and attacked the Biden administration on issues including crime and immigration. DeSantis didn't say anything about a GOP presidential bid, but is expected to run against former President Donald Trump in 2024. I'm Dave Collins. Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus is warning Americans, saying the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank is devastating, urging Americans to wake up and understand that the U.S. economy is in tough times. Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger has admitted that maybe the price hikes at Disney parks have been a little bit too aggressive. Corey Myers, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. 
Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. This is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Ken, following this (laughs) phenomenon around for 40 years? Yeah, that's a long time. Like... Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. Like, I don't want to do anything for 40 years. Hmm. I hope I'm st- not still even writing cool books in 40 years. Um, <laughs> like, you know, that's just a, too long to do anything. And yet, these guys didn't seem to get tired of it, and uh, they just kept following it around. I really have to wonder what the heck this supposed uh, pillar of fire was doing uh, in the desert and why it seemed to be looking for something. Again, you have to read in between the lines a little bit here, uh, but even without reading between the lines, these guys were definitely following a flaming object that that existed, that was fiery, uh, that caused smoke, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and that was also very loud and extremely dangerous. They had to stay two kilometers behind the thing uh, as it went ahead of them. Like, what gives? Barbara, do you have any uh, uh, ideas along those lines? As far as the pillar of fire? Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, just uh, that and, you know, maybe the whole uh, uh, biblical UFO thing. Well, it's definitely there. You can you can see, well, look at Ezekiel and the wheels. The aspect of UFOs has been with us forever. And each generation, in its own way, interprets it in a different way. And, of course, you know, we don't know. Back in China, in, in what, 4,200 years ago, I think it was, something ridiculous like 42,000 years ago, 
Yeah, 45,000 years ago, there's a rock there's a rock drawing of a UFO. So, it, you know, and you don't know if, if some UFO stopped for a picnic and, you know, did graffiti on the wall. And, and now, now we're saying that the Neanderthals did it. You don't know. I, I think throughout time, we just don't know. And until we get to a place where, where there can be communication, we won't know. I, I think that uh, the stories that are made up for the UFOs, for extraterrestrials, are, are in many ways just fabrications. We have no proof. We, you know, nobody has brought a UFO here and said, I'm from, you know, Alpha Centauri, and, and you know, this is, this is what we've been doing for millions of years. If that did happen, I think so many of us might be quite disappointed. You know, it could be we're just observing a culture in its primitive state beginning to evolve toward a place where it can join us in our cosmic brotherhood or whatever. I happen to think personally that humanity as a whole is nowhere near ready to join any sort of community because all, all this planet seems to be able to do is struggle for control and, and fight each other. So we're not at a place where that can happen. But, but as far as the, the Bible goes, the Bible has clear representations of, US, of, of extraterrestrial or extraterrestrial um, technology, for sure. Look at the Ark of the Covenant. You know, you touch it, you die. So throughout time, we've had these kinds of representations of what people have gone through in that time frame. And all we can do is interpret it according to our time frame which is very different, and, and now people are saying, well, you know, the Ark of the Covenant wasn't, wasn't really God's way of talking to the people. It was a way of communicating with extraterrestrials. I don't know. I have no idea which is the truth, and I don't know that if in my lifetime we'll ever know. I think I remember reading somewhere that based on how the Ark of the Covenant uh, was was constructed that it actually would have made a really good uh, uh, radio receiver and transmitter. Yeah. I actually have a diploma in electronics, and basically uh, what the architect of the Covenant is, is a capacitor. Mm, okay. um, so that is a device that stores energy. Uh, we use it. Um, it's one of the basic four building blocks of electronics. Um, you need to be able to store electricity, uh, usually for a short time. If you're going to store it for a long time, you're going to want to use a battery or something. Uh, but a, a capacitor gives you the ability to store that, that energy in between the peaks uh, because most of electronics is very pulse-based. Um, so you have you have peaks of uh, electricity coming through your system and you're trying to funnel it around to various places. And so really when you have... Uh, two layers of a conducting material with an insulator in between, uh, that, is the, that is fundamentally a capacitor. There's also a lot of very uh, other, un other very unusual um, objects in the Bible which appear to have electrical properties. Um, one of them is the, uh, the so-called um, bronze serpent, uh, which Moses... Um, apparently uses as some kind of healing device, um, but it may also have um, 
a telecommunication aspect to it. Uh, it appears to be uh, basically a copper wire wound around a wooden stick, which if you do that, you're going to create a, an electromagnet um, or also in terms of simple electro electronic devices like components. Uh, the other thing that you usually use in conjunction with a capacitor is um, a, another little bit of electronics called a um, inductor, which is essentially a coil of wire. So you've got your coil of wire, you've got your inductor and your capacitor together. That's how you. That's really all you need uh, in order to make a radio receiver or a radio transmitter, for that matter. Um, so it's odd that these components keep popping up. There's um, uh, there's also a lot of other kind of telecom-sounding devices in the Bible, because aside from the Ark of the Covenant, uh, which does have a communication aspect to it, um, there's also the Urim and the Thummim, which is another communication device that the high priest was, uh, was supposed to wear. There's also the Tent of Meeting, uh, which is what they used before they built the um, the Ark of the Covenant, and it's that's an interesting one because specifically uh, the the Israel anybody um, so Moses and his brother Aaron were kind of the, the high priest guys, um, and it's stated that Aaron would would basically stay in the Tent of Meeting all the time in case anybody wanted to come and needed to talk to Yahweh. So. Any member of the community could come up to Aaron in the tent of meeting, and essentially it was like a phone booth where they could uh, somehow get in touch with Yahweh. Um, at this point, Yahweh was up on top of, of Mount Sinai in what appears to be a large mothership. Um, again, like there's all this stuff that's in, all interrelated. And um, like it, it's kind of incredible to think, like, how. What does this mean? Because if, if you just say, well, it's no, that's crazy. They don't know anything about these kinds of technologies. Well, then why would they go to the trouble of making these technologies or making these components, let's say, or objects uh, that actually function um, with electrical properties? Um, the, the other one here to mention is the, the cherubim that are on top of the Ark of the Covenant. So the cherubim is probably um, one of the most mysterious and fascinating things that I've come across ever, uh, because not only does it appear to be a, well, it's a man-made device, uh, we know that, but in the book of Exodus, Yahweh hands Moses a blueprint, and uh, not only that, he actually trains one of Moses, um, one of one of his other guys, uh a guy by the name of um, Bezalel. Hey, we will continue with this, kind of wrap it up in our next segment with Ken and Barbara, Gene and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. 
With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
We're looking here at biblical mysteries, interpreting them in modern terms with Ken Gooseford. We also have Barbara DeLong and Jean and Tim. And let's continue, Ken, to explain this, because what you're telling us here is this is all clear as a bell that they were dealing with some kind of technology that only makes sense in modern times, correct? Well, yes and no. I mean, there's also a couple of other things the, there's a guy named Joshua who takes over from Moses. And um, essentially, he records a speech in front of the entire nation of Israel. And he says, hey, you guys all agreed that you're going to go do this thing that we agreed on. I'm going to put your words, your words will be your testimony, he says to them. And I'm going to bury them under this tree. I don't know about you, but I don't know of any way to bury the words under a tree unless those words are recorded somehow. Now, you could argue that it was um, simply somebody transcribed the, the, you know, the conversation. Okay, that's, that's possible. But the way that they describe it, it actually sounds a lot like uh, uh, some kind of crystalline recording device. And the, these crystals pop up um, elsewhere uh, in regarding with the the Ark of the Covenant, as well as um, the stuff that goes down on on Mount Sinai, but um, back to the cherubim, just briefly. I don't want to take too much time about this, but the cherubim appears to be, uh, in, in some of the descriptions, appears to be a technology. It's something that's fabricated uh, by Moses's associates based on blueprints that they received from Yahweh. At the same time, when uh, when we when they received the so-called Ten Commandments. And um, not only that, but you have to look at the etymology of the Hebrew word here, uh, cherubim. Well, the, the ending, all words that end with I am are, first of all, a plural. And they are also, uh, it, the I am indicates a plural being. So... You wouldn't use um, you wouldn't use that ending for uh, you know rocks or trees or or even um, uh, well just like random things, but it implies that they're that they are a, a human or something similar to a human. Um, and the other place where we where we famously see a word that ends with I am is with the Elohim, and these Elohim are um, you know. Many people will will translate that as the great ones, uh, but actually the root word in the Hebrew uh, for El is the word, it's the word El, so it's the Elohim, and El means to. So I'm going to the store, I'm going to the mountain, that kind of use of, of the word to. And so the Elohim are essentially, if you're going to translate that literally, are the people who came to us. I find that quite fascinating, and it also uh, rely, it also aligns very strongly with the stories in the Sumerian mythology, which, again, I have a couple of other books about. You know, your 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 book is just absolutely fascinating with um, all the different accounts and how you know if if you would go and take a lot of them and say just you know put them into a more modern time they would be practically indistinguishable from more recent ufo phenomena uh, accounts and uh, the, there's one that i'm looking at right now it took place in 48 uh, before common era 
uh, took place in Rome. It says, during, during the Civil War, a fire appeared in the air over Caesar's camp and sent thunderbolts falling upon um, Pompey's camp. Some distance away, two young men appeared to announce the results of the battle and then suddenly vanished. You know, I mean, that, that sounds like something that, uh, you know, you'd hear about today. Uh, yeah, and it also sounds a lot like some of the biblical accounts, especially towards the New Testament uh, accounts, where you typically have two men in white, or, you know, often they are tra- it's translated as angels, and they, they are usually giving some kind of message. But yeah, you're right. It is the same kind of thing that you, that you might find uh, in Rendlesham Forest or in the desert of New Mexico, where there is a ship and there's people and they're telling you stuff so i guess this is kind of the the main fascinating point for me is that these patterns don't change these are patterns that are consistent throughout the entire history of what we now call ufos uh, but what the ancients called gods or angels or simply uh, they actually knew their names like in the sumerian legends and, and myths you, you have figures like Enki and uh, Enlil and Anu, and these are people with, with proper names. So they don't refer to them as the gods because they have their real name, and yet these are people who have come from space and have come here to, to do um, like whatever it is that they're doing, and it appears to be some kind of business-like enterprises. It's not the enterprise because they will engage with us. <laughs> okay, so basically there's physical beings that you're describing. They're here for a purpose. We can't know what that purpose is. They could tell us that purpose, but that's it. Let me ask you briefly before we wrap up the main show. Do you think we'll ever solve these mysteries? I think yes, we will. And, you know, it goes back to the whole time travel thing that I mentioned earlier. Is it physically possible to do time travel? Well, you know, not too long ago, physicists would have said no way. Um, But now there seems to be more of a shift to that because we understand the laws of physics at at a more deeper level and we understand how weird they are and how they're able to be bent. Um, And, you know, we have black holes and we have quantum and we have all these very strange things happening in the universe. I think that it's only a matter of time until our our level of physics advances to the point where we can bend time. Barbara, quickly, do you think we'll ever solve these mysteries? I think that we will solve them, but they will be replaced by even greater mysteries. Ah, the eternal search for greater and greater mysteries. (laughs) Can I ask you this separately? Ken, if our listeners want to know more about what you do, where do they go? My website is dimensionfold.com, and there's links there to all of my other stuff. Barbara, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me at barbaradelong.com. Real easy. Are you guys going to collaborate on any future books? Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're, I'm doing some publishing for Barbara, some of her other projects. Um, she's got a car, uh, card deck. Well, maybe we can talk about that uh, later in the premium show. Um, but yes. Works for me. You can find us on Twitter while there still is a Twitter and we don't know with Elon Musk in charge. And I just criticized him, so he'll probably throw me off. In any case, we can be found on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. 
And mostly we just publish show announcements, so don't expect to interact with us very much. It's a little bit more active over at Facebook, where there is a Paracast group and a Paracast fan club. And you pick your poison, whichever one you like, and we can put our announcements there, but we can't put the URL for the Paracast.com because they don't like us. And our friend Tim Swartz has conspiracyjournal.com. It's his site, and they won't let him do that either. Okay? We're trying to figure out that and why that works or doesn't work. One day we'll even get a response from Facebook as to why that happens. We also sell branded merchandise exclusively for Paracast listeners or anyone who goes to the Paracast.shop. The Paracast.shop, we have throw pillows, we have t-shirts, great t-shirts as a matter of fact, and we have caps and a bunch of other stuff with four different logos to choose from. Visit the Paracast.shop and for the premium version of this show plus another show after the Paracast, visit the Paracast.plus to sign up. We give you this show free of the network ads, better audio, and the exclusive uncensored after the Paracast podcast where we can reveal the name of one of Ken's books that we can't say on terrestrial radio. He'll tell us about that. After the Paracast and the Paracast, go to the Paracast.plus. If you use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, you get a 20% discount on five-year and lifetime memberships, the Paracast.plus. Hey, Ken Goodsworth, Barbara DeLong, thank you both for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in... The Paracast.